You just have to literally say hi. back to the Canadian Undergraduate Experience Podcast, where I'll be chatting with current university students about their admissions process, student life, academics, and more. Before we jump right into today's call, I want to quickly mention that all guests on the show speak only from their own experience and cannot speak for other people in their programs or at their schools. Obviously, you should never make any important decisions based solely off of these episodes or any one source, and you should always make sure to do your own research. With that out of the way, today's guest is Ainsley Ward, who goes to UBC Okanagan and is studying Earth and Environmental Science. Let's give her a call. Hi, Ainsley. Welcome to the podcast. (laughs) Why are you being weird? You just have to literally say hi. We don't have to be like professional people. Like oh, it's, yeah. it's like a very, I made sure I originally was calling it interviews, but then I was like, that's way too formal. This is a conversation. So now everywhere <laughs> yeah. in all the descriptions, it says chatting. <laughs> I love that. So chatting with, like... welcome to the chat, Ainsley. <laughs> Thank you. I'm very excited to hear from you. You go to UBC, right? Yes, I go to And are the campuses, I have no idea where Okanagan is. Is it close to Vancouver? Yeah. Um, so Okanagan, it's like the Okanagan Valley region of BC. It's about four hours from Vancouver. So I live in Kelowna. That's where UBCO is. Okay, at least I've heard of that. <laughs> yeah. Wine country. Um, I so I guess if they're four hours away, there's probably not people who like take classes at both campuses. So it's like pretty much two separate schools. Yeah, pretty much. It's just And how is the campus in Okanagan? It's very, like, separated from the city. Um, you have to take, like, a 10-minute bus ride to get, like, into kind of more, like, city vibe of Kelowna. Um, it's a pretty small campus, too. Do you know how many students are specifically at Okanagan? I say, like, 10,000, but I really have no idea. That's okay. <laughs> this is not a factual podcast. This is an experience <laughs> yeah, podcast. <laughs> So does it feel like a lot? Like when you walk around, do you know the people? Like, do you know someone everywhere you go? Kind of. There's like a little bit of that. Sometimes I'll see people, but it's still like a big enough population that I wouldn't consider it like a small university, you know? You can still feel like anonymous in a lecture? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. In the big lectures, it's like, okay, no one has to know me. (laughs) (laughs) What initially like attracted you to the school? Was it the location? Um, 
partly the location because I'm from Ontario. Woo woo. <laughs> No, that makes sense. Um, so what is your program? <laughs> oh, right. Um, I'm in Earth and Environmental Science, and I'm minoring in GIS. What does GIS stand for? <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, I remember. Every time I introduce it, I was like, what's GIS? It's either Geospatial Information Science or Geographic Information Systems, depending on who you ask. It's like solving spatial problems through mapping. Yeah, it sounds a lot fancier than it actually is. Um, do most people in your major have a minor? Yeah, I feel like a lot of people in my program also take the GIS minor. Um, it's a pretty common thing that everyone recommends because it's like a very marketable skill. I'm not sure about taking other minors, but a lot of people in my program definitely take the GIS minor. Yeah, you were talking about marketable skills. So what kind of market are you heading into? Like, what kind of prospects do you see with this? Well, okay, so since it's earth and environmental science, you kind of choose a stream if you want to do more environmental science or earth science, which I'm doing, like, more earth science. So that's geology. So a lot of people talk about careers in, like, mining and researching late tectonics and things like that. And then environmental science side I guess more like hydrology and stuff I actually don't know if that's environmental science or earth science so something I think a lot of prospect careers or whatever you'd call them are in like researching stuff (laughs) okay fair enough um what kind of things did you like in high school that made you feel like you would like this program Okay, to be honest, I came into university thinking I was going to do zoology, um, so nothing in high school, actually. I just, when I was in university after my first year, because you don't um, specify your major in first year, you're just doing like the general science program, and I realized I didn't want to do biology, so I was kind of looking at other programs, and I'd always been interested in like volcanoes and just watching documentaries about them (laughs) so nothing yeah like I didn't really learn about it in high school we didn't have the option of having like an earth science class or anything so it was kind of on a whim that I chose yeah no but you so you go straight into what like just general science yeah so the first year for I think any program is just general science or general arts or whatever so I went into general science and take like the chemistry, math, English, and physics, and then you have choices. You can take, like, biology courses if you're going to go into a biology stream or science courses if you're going to do that. And when do you end up declaring what you want to do? Most programs for mine was second year. Um, I know some are third year, though, so it's kind of dependent on your program. And for those, is it, like, another application? Like, are you applying to go into a major? No, it's actually really easy. It's just on, like, the website. You don't have to apply at all. You just click a couple buttons and then register. 
Oh, you don't have to go in with a plan or anything. You just kind of like science and you yeah, pick yeah. that one? <laughs> exactly. That makes sense. So since then, <laughs> you've been taking, I guess, like environmental type classes. Can you mm-hmm. run me through some of the classes you've taken? Maybe highlights and lowlights. <laughs> okay, we'll start off that. The worst course I took was hydrology. It was not fun. It's about like water and snow and stuff I'm just like not really interested in in the prop. It's definitely not my favorite prop. <laughs> That's okay. Um, but then other courses that I've taken that I've liked, um, atmospheric environments. That was pretty cool. Learning about um, like the climate and weather and winds and stuff like that. Um, geochemistry, I took that last semester. That was pretty cool. Structural geology, which was about faults. A lot of classes are just kind of about different processes going on in the earth. Like structural geology was about that, which was really interesting. And how like hands-on do you get to be in these? Typically, okay, because right now, a lot of my experience is just online, so I'm not too sure, but a lot of, I'd probably say most classes have labs, and some of them even have field trips, so you go to, like, places where you can actually look at rock structures or measure the velocity of a stream, so they're pretty hands-on, which is nice. And how big would you say, on average, that your classes have been? They definitely, after first year, get smaller, especially with my program, kind of splitting off into environmental science or earth science my classes are generally like ones that are more specific I'd say maybe like 20 or 30 people um I'm taking one class right now though that's six people oh wow they're generally like a pretty big range though yeah that's crazy small I know it's so weird (laughs) I'm like I know the prof which is so weird and yeah have you found the profs are really supportive yeah, I mean, it obviously depends on what prof you have, but yeah. most of the profs are super willing to help you out with anything and support you with whatever. They're really nice. I like them a lot. I definitely just want to hear more about, like, do you have co-op option and do you have, like, honors? Like, I just want to hear more about, like, your program specifically. Yeah, so there is, there's co-op options, honors, what's it called? Go Global. What's, like, going? Oh, like, exchanges? Exchange, yeah, that's what it's called. It's called Go Global at our school. Um, things like that. Honors specifically, um, you that's one like you do in like fourth year, you apply for it or whatever, there are certain requirements. Um, but there are definitely opportunities. One of my profs was actually talking yesterday about how they have a new research project. So I'm not too like I don't know too much about them, but there are definitely opportunities and profs talk about opportunities. Like if you get into your later years and just like talk to your profs, they're super willing to give you advice and help you out with like co-op and honors and whatever. Yeah. And have you found like, is there other, I don't know if you've had to use them or anything, but it's like, do you know of other support kind of services for students, either just in general at UBCO or like in your program? It's like academic advising, which I think is pretty basic. Um, so you can go to them for stuff. Otherwise, there for I think most majors, there's a course union. There's definitely an East course union. East is Earth and Environmental Science, by the way. Oh yeah, thank you. <laughs> We're cool. We've got a um, so you can go to them probably, and they might have more information. Um, yeah, they're like. 
if you look for things, I think you have to actively look for help, though. Um, is there, like, specific buildings, like, that are reserved for Earth and Environmental Science students? No. <laughs> There's the third floor science building has a lot of Earth and Environmental Science stuff but there's no specific um building or I think our campus is too small for that yeah fair enough um what kind of equipment would you say is required for someone in your program like do you think just a regular laptop would get them through yeah definitely you don't really need much more than the basic like do you need any like weird lab stuff that's so funny no we okay I because I took chemistry in first year because you have to and we had like our lab coats and our goggles and everything and when we were dealing with like acids we had to like use uh, gloves and everything and I got to like my first year earth science class and we just like just in like our regular clothes no protective equipment we're like yeah okay now we're gonna pour some hydrochloric acid onto our rocks oh, no. <laughs> yeah you really don't need anything like other than anymore less protection <laughs> yeah it's like mm, don't lick the rocks maybe oh yeah that's a that's a good general rule probably yeah well oh in terms of like classes that you've taken how <laughs> many of them were kind of required for your major and like how many did you have a choice i'd say most of them are by choice other than first year obviously first year you have to kind of get your requirements out of the way but then as you move along they're just kind of general oh you have to take like six upper year east courses um but it's pretty like pretty general with what you can take there is like a course map for environmental science because after university at least in bc for if you're going into like an earth science or environmental science field you have to register as like a professional geoscientist or whatever the earth science equivalent is that environmental science sorry cool um and so with that you have to take some more specified courses so that like the education is more broad across bc i guess but it's still like pretty pretty general you can choose a lot of your courses so when you come out of your program you have your bachelor's degree and then you're also some kind of like certification in earth science (laughs) yeah you have to register for that outside of university i think but you will be able to register theoretically that's cool um okay let's talk a little bit more about okanagan campus um okay what about how long would you say like it takes you to get from one side to the other like if you had a class on opposite sides how fast would you have to sprint to get if they were back to back (laughs) you wouldn't it's so small okay because all of the classes are like in the middle of the campus oh really Um, i think Whoa. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty small, which is nice. Um, so, like, it's, it's never going to take you more than the 10 minutes you have, like, between back-to-back classes. I'd say it maybe takes you five, depending on, like, how many people are rushing out of the class and, like, how crowded it is. Yeah, fair enough. Is it, like, very <laughs> green if there's not that many buildings? Um, pretty green, yeah. There's a lot of paths and stuff around it. It's kind of all concentrated into one area so like the campus itself isn't as green but like everywhere surrounding it it is just nice so can you go like hiking or skiing beside campus <laughs> you can't go skiing beside campus but there are like buses that can take you to places where you can go skiing 
Um, you can go hiking though. There's like, or maybe not hiking. On like a nice walk. I <laughs> so nice. Yeah. Um, but like behind my residence, there was like a path that was maybe like thirty minutes. So there's a lot of like opportunities to kind of be be in the nature, which is nice. Yeah, that's super nice. And when you say people can like take a bus to go skiing or something, do you find would people do that even if they live on campus or nearby? Would they like go far away on weekends or something if it's a small campus? Yeah, definitely. Well, skiing specifically, I feel like there's like a big culture around everyone skiing. I don't know if that's particularly a BC thing or like especially just our campus, but a lot of people definitely like will take their cars up to Big White, which is like the skiing place and kind of leave campus for the weekend. And so people who are, so I guess first years live in residence, which is on campus, but after that, when people move off, do they have to move far to find housing? It really depends. There's a place called Academy Hill, which is basically on campus. It's just like up a hill right next to campus, I guess, which has a lot of student housing there. Um, Otherwise, the places where I've lived are like 15 minutes, like a 15 minute bus ride from campus. And do you um, get do you like, get a bus yeah. pass as a student? Yes, it's only like I think it's sixty dollars a semester for the bus pass. It's kind of just included in your tuition. So not hard to live a short commute away. No, definitely not. And do they have any kind of like services or forums where you can find roommates or like housing that you've used at least? There are a lot of um, like groups on Facebook where they're like or renting or like selling or whatever. And I'm sure there are also ones where you can find roommates. A lot of people will post on the groups being like, I'm looking for a roommate to join me here. So yeah, there are a lot of groups you can find. What about in first year? How did residence work? Did you get to choose the one you were in? Kind of. So you select, I think it's your top three residences, and then they try to place you in your preferred residence. And then you, I think you just randomly get assigned roommates from there. Do you like have to have a roommate like are all of them double or more rooms no okay this is actually the really nice thing about my campus is you don't share like your room with anyone like I I don't think any of the residences share rooms so there's a suite option which is what I had which is there are four people living in the same suite you all have your individual rooms and then there are two bathrooms in that, and then you have, like, a kitchen and, like, a living room. It's definitely the best option there is. Wow, yeah. Um, yeah, it's so nice. And then all of the other residences except for one are, you have two people, you have your own room, and then you share a bathroom in between. And oh. then the last residence, the worst one, Simi, is <laughs> where you, you still have your own room, but you have, like, a communal bathroom for your floor. That's, like, still pretty good compared to what a lot of other schools, that's, like, the best option. (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely, definitely a point about that, like, that I really liked when I was in university. I was like, oh, I don't have to share a room with anyone, all right. (laughs) Yeah, are all the residence buildings, like, right next to each other? Um, they kind of spread across campus, because the buildings for classes are, I guess, like, in the middle, um, and everything else is kind of all around, like, dispersed. Um, but for, like, the suite style, so you'll have, like, a building of 
I don't know how many suites, like maybe 10 suites. And it's kind of like in a little, there's like a street between them and like four buildings, which kind of looks like a community, which is nice. Yeah. And who shares a dining hall? Like, is there only one for everyone? There are two dining halls. I think one in the UNC building and one in the library. And they're shared by everyone. Yeah. Do you want to rate your food experience? Actually, I didn't have a meal plan. So I only used the dining hall three times. Because where I lived, I lived in the suite. So we had a kitchen. So we had the option to not have a meal plan, which is really nice. So, I mean, in my experience, the dining hall was pretty good. But I didn't eat there, like, every day. So Yeah. What about how do you pay for meals at the dining hall? Like, do you know? Is it on your student card? It's on your student card. And... It's, like, so you, like, pay, I don't know, I think there are, like, three options when you're, like, going into first year um, that you, I guess, select at the beginning, and then you use it like a like a debit card, I guess, um, and just pay with it there, and then, like, your balance declines or whatever. Yeah, and do you find that they had, or did you a couple times that you went, find that they had good <laughs> options for, like, vegan and, like, other types of dietary restrictions? Yeah, I was able to find vegan options. Um, there, I think it's definitely, like, there are going to be a lot less, but there still are enough that I think, like, it's fine. I wanted to ask you, like, what's the worst food at the dining hall? What should you definitely avoid? But I feel like if you didn't go that, <laughs> that often, then you can't. Yeah, I mean, okay, for best, I know people, like, love the breakfast poutine. That's just, a like, thing? Like, egg on it weird it kind of looks gross to me (laughs) but people say it's really good so I'll just them I mean okay breakfast poutine (laughs) try it out okay what about how was the transition to living in residence like did they have a good kind of frosh or like events to get you settled in because I know you like moved from very far so yeah um they don't have like a good frosh to be honest especially like looking at all of my other friends is like universities and what they were doing. Our frosh is pretty much just like one night we have a concert. Um, there are other activities, but I think they're put on a lot more by like the RAs. So there's in the first week, I think there was like a tour where there was also like a big meeting with the president of the university, and you got to meet people that were like in the same program as you. So that was definitely a way to meet people. Um, but as for kind of like transitioning to living on your own and being alone, I think it was a lot more like based on kind of if you went to like events that the RAs put on, which they had. They had like they put on events every month. Um, yeah, what, I don't know. What kind of events did they put on? Um, I know. Okay, my one of my roommates was an RA, so she put on like a movie night. Um, one time she is like they made pizza croissants. What? Um, little, yeah, like <laughs> like you have your your little like Pillsbury croissant, and then you just put like pizza, pizza ingredients like sauce and cheese, or you can make like apple pie one. Pretty good, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know if residence is guaranteed for first years? It is. Yeah, there are a couple buildings that like first years aren't allowed in um, or like aren't allowed to live in but it's guaranteed if you're moving there and would you 
recommend if that that they try to live in residence if they're going to UBCO? Like, was yeah, it a pretty I, good experience honestly, overall? Also, because like it's it's a pretty nice residence. It's a new university. I think it's. Oh, actually, never mind. I was gonna say how old it is, and I have no clue. <laughs> um, but yeah, like everything's pretty new, um, and it's a great way to just meet people. Like I know my roommates are like my best friends. Like my roommates from first year, so I definitely would recommend it. <laughs> how else did you find were good ways to meet people other than? residents um going to different events just kind of putting yourself out there especially in like the first month just trying to be more outgoing it's a little scary but um that's definitely a way another way that I really like is just in labs it might be more like bachelor science specific but um going to labs there's smaller groups of people and generally, like, you might have a lab partner, so you kind of just get talking to them, and that's always a nice place to make friends. I wanted to ask about, like, clubs and, like, student organizations. Do you know, like, it's a smaller campus. Is there not a lot of those? Do they still have, like, a club fair? Do they still have, like, ways to get involved like that? Yeah, there's a club fair sometime, in, like, within the first month. Um, it's just, like, in the, what's it called? The like, the main part of campus, there's a name for it, I can't remember, but, like, they all set up booths there, and you can go around, otherwise, I think just, like, on polls, like, people will put up, like, a poster where you can see, um, like, different clubs and organizations, there are definitely ways that they, like, try to promote their clubs to join. Did you join anything? <laughs> my course union. What's your course nice. union? I don't know if that counts as a club, but the other ones are just not interested. Okay, so the East Course Union, at least, it has, I think, like, four or so um, students that are in the program are, like, the executive team or whatever, and they try to put on events or, like, promote things. Um, so I think they once did, like, a camping thing, so people within your program could like go camping and that's another way to meet people um but they also just have like things to help out with like your classes or like pieces of advice kind of whatever no that's nice (laughs) what about um athletics like I know you're not on varsity (laughs) teams but like do you know are there varsity sports like do they have a nice gym there are sports definitely (laughs) They, I've only ever been to the gym to write an exam. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, fair enough. The, you know, the gym might not be your place, but you know that it exists. <laughs> you know, I figured out it existed because I had to write an exam. Oh my gosh. I had one of my friends walk me there. I was like, I have no clue what the gym is. Oh no. <laughs> So advice to yeah. potential first years, find out where the gym is, even if you're not going to go, because your jams will be there. <laughs> you're going to have an exam there. <laughs> Do they hold all the exams in the gym? Are they really massive? No, just like the really big ones. It tends to be just like first year exams. Like all the so, like, intro have, like, classes? Really big, like bio class or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> on another note... <laughs> See, that's such a bad transition. (laughs) Okay. Um, (laughs) 
Speaking of UBC, as we have been this entire time, um, I wanted to ask about what type of reputation you think UBC has and like what role that played in your deciding to go there. <laughs> it's okay. It's a, I mean, it's a pretty, I feel like a prestigious university. It's the third best university in Canada. I always bring that up to my friends. Yeah, I mean, it um, is. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I had a pretty good rep, which definitely played a part in my decision. Um, as for like UBC Ode versus UBC Vancouver, we kind of get on, they call us UBC Overflow. <laughs> Oh, wait, what does that even mean? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's like, it has like a higher acceptance rate, UBCO, um, than UBC Vancouver. So it's definitely like seen as somewhere easier to get into with still the prestige of UBC. Um, I don't know, I don't think that's like super accurate, but people who go to UBC Vancouver probably will tell you it is. Um, I don't know, I feel like we don't have that many like stereotypes or like anything. Do you find that you have a lot of school spirit, though, around? Absolutely not. There's no school spirit. It's like, <laughs> our mascot is a ball of fire. What? Which I feel like is kind of, yeah, it's a ball of fire called, I think it's called the heat. I actually don't know. Um, so I feel like it's pretty hard to get by. <laughs> There's definitely not that much school spirit. It's like, oh. Is that one thing? <laughs> is that one thing that you wish you had more on campus is school spirit yeah I wish I had more I think it's kind of like looking at other people's universities it's always nice seeing that and I wish we had that and like more of a sense of community with that is there anything else that you feel like you see at other schools that your school hasn't necessarily given you in first year I mean I was kind of disappointed with Frosh I know we talked about that before but just like seeing other people's schools versus what we did it wasn't that much I know some people have been trying to make it more though so I feel like there are definitely people trying to not fix things but like change it around to be more like other universities I guess but Mm -hmm. yeah I definitely say that I wish more school spirit more community more whatever what do you think UBCO does better than other schools Ooh, I don't know if it's better because I haven't heard other people talk about it but I find that UBCO has a lot of opportunities within, like, classes where you can go on, like, little field trips. This might also be, like, more specific to my program, but there are a lot of times where they're like, okay, like, we're going to go to this place to measure the velocity of the stream. But I feel like we have a lot of opportunities to have, like, a lot more hands-on experience, which is nice. Yeah, I think that's probably an advantage of a small school and also, yeah, related to the fact that you're in earth science. So there's opportunities <laughs> for that. <laughs> what about, what other schools did you originally apply to? I applied to UBC, Guelph, Trent. That was for nursing. I don't, I didn't really want to do nursing. I don't know why I applied for that. Um, one of the purple schools. I can never remember. Oh my gosh. You know how- Western, <laughs> Bishops, Laurier. <laughs> Maybe Western Laurier is also purple, right? They're all yeah. There's a ton of purple. What <laughs> <laughs> is the purple? I don't know. Clearly, I didn't want to go to that one. <laughs> yeah, no. The purple school was last though. choice. <laughs> okay, but then why out of those ones did you end up picking UBC? So okay, I narrowed it down 
to Guelph in UBC from the rest because I think I just they had programs I wanted more Um, because I was originally going to do zoology and I knew Guelph had a good rep with animal yeah animal biology and stuff like that yeah um so good that I didn't go to it I guess because I switched (laughs) true Um, but I part of it was I kind of I just wanted to get out of Ontario and so many people I knew from high school were going to Guelph and I kind of wanted a new experience so especially with going to UBC like going far away from home having like no one I knew there um was definitely nice this okay this is gonna sound like a horrible reason to have chosen UBC okay Guelph but Guelph's website is so ugly I hate oh I totally agree I know (laughs) it's like like it's so bad so UBC has such a good website oh my gosh not a valid reason to choose a school but does influence how you see them yeah I feel like it kind of like reflects about the university I'm like okay if you have a good website like you've got maybe you've got this for you oh my gosh yeah what what kind of it also like UBC has a good rep and everything which is nice like you know you're gonna get a good education from it yeah. What kind of advice do you have for people that are considering going all the way across the country, either like towards BC or away? I really liked it, to be honest. I think it, it definitely is scary. It kind of like puts you out there and you just like, you're going all in. Um, personally, I actually knew one person. Actually, I guess two. I knew Emma too. Um, so I guess I knew two people who were going to the same university, which helped me a little bit I was like okay I still get a little bit of comfort from home but I'm going far away I definitely don't regret it at all though I love kind of like being far and being able to experience new things I think it really like pushes you into having your independence um but yeah for advice I'd just say honestly go for it um it's it's a lot less scary like when you're actually doing it than it sounds yeah how often did you yeah. get to go home? Um, I went home for the winter break and then for summer. So not often. But yeah, really not a lot. But <laughs> I it's... think some people also would go home for like reading week. Yeah. Do you have a fall and winter reading week? We, I think we just got a fall reading week. Yeah, so did Miguel. We had like four days off. They didn't before, but I think there's a big push to have it and then we have a spring one yeah I guess it would be really expensive probably to go back and forth for all of those yeah definitely that's the only thing plane tickets definitely cost a lot of money what about scholarships at UBC though yeah there are definitely some that are merit-based like from grade to high school they are harder to get at UBC though than at other schools I know I was offered a couple of scholarships from other schools and wasn't from UBC um because I think it just you require like a higher average to get in so they are less giving with them yeah um but then once you're in university there are um scholarships you can get from your grades so if you got if your average is an 80 percent you get 500 dollars, which was a nice surprise for me and then you can also get a thousand dollars like maybe if your average is a 90 yeah but other ones I think you have to apply for those are just ones that you can kind of get without doing anything that's pretty nice um, so are, yeah definitely 
But you said you said eighty percent and ninety percent. So are your grades in percentages? Yeah, yeah, they're in percentages, which I like a lot better than GPA. Are yours in GPA? That's yeah. You're like the only school that I've heard that from. Most of them are like some of them are four point scale, some are ten, some are twelve. Like it's confusing, but I don't know. Yeah, I like I never understood GPA. I don't get it. But I'm definitely very happy we have percentages. I think there's like a thing on the website that you can use to convert it to GPA. Yeah. But <laughs> no, I think there's I think percentages are so much better. I miss those from high school. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I would not be able to understand if they weren't. Have you found that grading is like harsher than you expected, or I guess more lenient? Again, I feel like it really depends on the prof. Some of them are harsher than I expected. Some are easier. Honestly, if you just look on Rate My Prof, though, you can get a general understanding of like how harsh profs mark, but it's really dependent with who you have. Yeah, for most of your classes, do you have, like, are there a couple sections that you can choose between, or are you stuck with whoever's teaching it that semester? In first year, and maybe in a bit of second year, I could choose between, but now it's, since my classes are like 20 people, it's very much just like, you have who you have. So... <laughs> Yeah. But most of the ones that I have that are like that are good costs. So I don't know if I'm lucky or whatever, but it's definitely easier when they're nice and good at marking. Yeah. In um, Earth Science, what kind of like evaluations do you have? Like, are you doing assignments? Are you doing essays? Are you doing tests? Kind of a mix of all. A lot of, again, it's so dependent on the class, but for most. I'd say you have, like, one or two midterms, so, like, and then a final. Um, and then you have labs. So most of them have lab assignments. Some don't have lab assignments and have lab exams instead. Um, and then there's sometimes when you have to write papers, I think it's more like uh, you get things, like, farther into your degree. Like, I'm having to write a lot more papers now. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's really a mix of everything. This might sound like a weird question, but how hard science-y is earth science? Yeah, I don't want to say again. It depends on your class, but it seriously does. Like, some of them are very, like, calculations. And, like, you're presented with information. Like, figure this out. Um, which I hate those labs, but there are definitely <laughs> some that are like that. But there are some that are still... They're not like you're not doing, like, chemistry experiments, but you'll be, like, looking at rocks under a microscope um so there are ones that are more like that but I definitely say yeah like as you go on I think more of them become kind of like written calculations and everything do you think that there's like what's the kind of common like interest or trait that like unites all of the people in your program I feel like just caring about like the environment or things like that like, being very, like, nature-focused, I guess, even though it's not, like, plants and everything. Um, I feel like nature and, like, caring about the earth is, like, a pretty common theme throughout everything because, like, if you're doing environmental science, it's kind of, like, climate, and so you have, like, all of that. And then if you're doing earth science, it's, like, trying to find ways to, like, work with the earth. So I feel like there's kind of, like, that shared shared that I guess yeah how many people or kind of what like percent of the people at UBCO are doing environmental related degrees do you think I feel like it's not that 
big of a program. There are definitely, like, quite a few people in it. Like, it's not tiny, but it's definitely not one of, like, the main <laughs> programs at UBCO. If you were to, like, go up to a random person on UBCO, like, what is the most <laughs> likely thing that they're studying? Like, what are some of the biggest programs there that have the most students? Um, yeah. <laughs> if you know. Just, like... I feel like any biology program, probably, I mean, even that, like, you get more into, like, more specific within biology. That, maybe, like, computer science, that's a big one. Computer science or engineering, I'd say. So do you think it's, like, a STEM science-heavy campus? Probably, yeah. I mean, there's still, like, a good, like, probably, like, 50-50 split, but maybe it's just the people I talk to, but there's, like, definitely a strong, like, STEM presence. Yeah. (laughs) No, that makes sense. Is there anything that you could, that, tell your past self that would make you make a different decision? That's a good question. I like that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I don't know, because I feel like I was so unsure of what I wanted to do when I was first going into university. Like, maybe if I had a better, if I knew more, if I was more certain about what path I was going on. But I don't think I would change my program if that was the case. Or, like, change my school. So, I'm going to say no. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's good. That's no regrets. That's that's a good thing. What kind of? Oh my gosh, this you're definitely not gonna be able to answer this question. But what kind of <laughs> like future do you see for yourself? Do you think you're gonna like do more schooling? And if so, do you think it would be in either a program similar or at this school? That's okay. That's a question I've been asking myself so much. Um, I feel like I probably will do more schooling. Like I, I think I'll probably get a master's degree half because I feel like it's kind of, I don't know, I feel like master's degrees are, like, getting more and more expected. Yeah. Also, just because I'm, like, uncertain. I'd love to, like, study volcanoes. That's the dream. But I don't know how likely that is. Otherwise, I have, like, two very different paths in mind. Otherwise, I might want to become a teacher, which is so different. But there's a program at my school after you got, like, your normal bachelor degree you can do. I think it's an 18-month teaching degree at the same school. Oh, and then, cool. like, have all your certifications and everything. So, two very different paths, but... Wait, so that's... Vision. So that teacher's education thing is something that UBCO offers for, like, people in bachelor's degrees there? Yeah, yeah. So you just finish your, like, normal four-year bachelor degree, and then it's, like, an extra little program that they offer. That sounds cool, though. Yeah it's definitely kind of like since I don't want since I don't know what I want to do it's definitely like something I like looking at do you know people around you like in your program that know what they want to do not completely I feel like it's pretty up in the air for a lot of people um I know my profs talk a lot about mining and stuff like that I don't want to do mining though but I think that might be something a lot of people are interested in is there opportunity Yeah, do you think that most of the people in your program kind of fell into it by, like, taking a class and liking it, as opposed to, like, decided in high school, like, oh, that's the one I want to do? I've heard that a lot of BC high schools have more, like, environmental science and art science classes, so I'd probably say no, because a lot of people might have taken those courses in high school and, want like, knew that they wanted to do that, and so they're kind of falling 
Yeah. Um, but I'd say that there definitely are people who, like, kind of have a similar path to me who have just kind of taken a course and learned that they were interested in this. And what made you think you wouldn't like zoology? <laughs> I feel like biology, <laughs> which I feel like is something you really need to like. But I don't know. I went into it thinking I was going to love it. And I feel like that had always been, like, pushed on me. Everyone had always been like, oh, Ava's going to study animals because she loves animals. But then <laughs> upon, upon taking classes, I realized, like, oh, this is not something I'm interested in very much like kind of exploring what you're interested I just want to ask about like social life in terms of nightlife just like what kind of like how often would you say on average that kind of the people around you at UBCO go go out and when they do where do they go is it like house parties is it in residence is it like clubs in Kelowna there definitely are clubs in Kelowna like quite a few yeah, I'd say, especially your first year, it's a lot more, like, house parties and in residence because, like, a lot of people are under age. Yeah, no, in first year, it's a lot more, like, just in residence, kind of whoever. Um, but then, as you, like, move on, it's, there are quite a few clubs and bars downtown that you can go to. I'd say people, I don't know, I feel like it's a lot more common in first semester going. Because um, of the weather? Yeah, probably, because it gets a lot colder. How cold does it get? In second semester, I guess. It, it doesn't get that cold, to be honest. We get, like, one week of, like, the winter weather where we get, like, it's, like, oh, there'll be, like, negative 20, but it'll be one week. And then after that, it's, like, okay, it's going to be negative 5 for, like, two months. Oh, you probably like, appreciated that coming from Ontario. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but... So, yeah, I guess with, like, clubs and bars, <laughs> there's some, there's a bar near campus, just up on Academy Hill, which I think I talked about earlier. Um, do you have a favorite or least favorite spot on campus? Yeah, my favorite spot on campus is probably third floor arts. Um, <laughs> it's just, like, a really nice place. I feel like it's not that crowded, um, but there are big windows, so you can, like, see the nature and the campus which is nice my least favorite spot is definitely the eme another place i've only gone to write exams it's so confusing it's for like engineers management and some other thing um but it's such a confusing <laughs> building i i know people like get the hang of it if they have classes in there but definitely my least favorite spot that makes sense <laughs> uh okay well then Ainsley, do you have any advice for people that are considering going to UBCO or that are considering specifically earth science? I think it's an environment where there are definitely options. Like, you can choose to be, like, more, like, city life and have that experience, but you can also be more low-key. I think a good point also, like, a lot of people are really into nature, like, going hiking, going skiing. So definitely if you're into that, UBCO is a great place because there's so many different opportunities where you can like go into the go into nature and have those fun experiences. Okay, well, we definitely didn't get to cover everything. So if people do have more questions, Ainsley, is there somewhere they can find you? You can DM me on Instagram at Ainsley underscore Ward. Um, yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, for sure. I'll put that in the description so that people can go find it if they want to. So, thank you so much for coming on, Ainsley. It was great to talk to you. Thank you for having me. Okay, thanks again to Ainsley for coming on the show, and thank you guys so much for listening. Like she said, you guys can go to her Instagram if you have any other questions for her about um, life at UBCO or about earth and environmental science. You can also um, get in touch with me by emailing contact.qpodcast at gmail.com, C-O-N-T-A-C-T dot C-U-E p-o-d-c-a-s-t at gmail.com if you have comments questions requests or if you think you'd be a good fit for the show finally subscribe to the podcast if you want to hear upcoming episodes where i will be talking to people at other schools and in other programs